Hey guys. So as Elliot said, tonight we're wrapping up our relationship series. Two weeks ago, Nikki kicked this off talking about um, the relationship we have with ourselves, which can sound a little funny, but it's actually really important. Um, really important to be authentic, to not believe lies about ourselves. That was something that really stood out to me. Then last week, Tim and Shelby were here and they talked about dating. They did a great job um, kind of asking the question of why we date, who should we date, how do we honor God when dating? And through this all, we know the only person we can control is ourself. Um, and I really liked what Shelby talked about at the end of last week. She said, whether you're dating or single, kind of wherever you are in life, the most important relationship is your faith relationship with God. Um, and that's something we always need to invest in no matter what. And if you missed either of these two talks, you can actually go online to our website and listen to them. So I encourage you guys to do that if you missed the last two weeks. Tonight, we're talking about another category of relationships, and that's families. And, no, and I know as soon as I say we're talking about families, you probably already have like five to ten thoughts popping into your head about your family. Um, some good, some probably not so good. Our families are the people we spend the majority of our time with, whether we like them or not. We don't get to choose our families. Um, when you think about it, they're probably the longest lasting relationships you're going to have. Your, your family sees you at your absolute best. They definitely see you at your worst. There are a lot of different roles we play within our families. Um, your son, your daughter, your big sister, your little brother, some of your only children. Some of you have stepbrothers, stepsisters, a half-brother, a half-sister. And we all have a different story when it comes to our family. I know sometimes family dynamics are really hard and really complicated and families make mistakes, families hurt each other, and sometimes we think our parents don't get us, they don't understand us, they want to ruin our lives, and sometimes we just can't get along with our siblings, and all we do is bicker and fight. Sometimes we actually look at other families and we think they're a lot better than ours. We think they've got it together, they have better stuff, they take better vacations, um, they're just better, and we wish we could be a part of that family. But the reality is we can't switch families, um, God gave each of us a family. He placed us in a family, and we know he doesn't make mistakes. No matter what our story is with our family, I believe we all have room for improvement. I think we can all do a little bit better when it comes to our family relationships. I don't think we always think to invest in our family relationships just because they're always there. And I think that's a little bit foolish of us. I think it's foolish for us not to be intentional with our families and to not work on those relationships. As I keep talking about families tonight, um, my hope is that you're going to be inspired to really be the best person you can be within your family, um, to have compassion, to have forgiveness, to have endurance when it comes to your family relationships. That being said, I know some of you are in really hard, maybe really dysfunctional family situations. Some of you have had to deal with divorce. Um, you've dealt with death. You've dealt with a parent leaving you. Some of you have dealt with abuse, and I know really hard things, and I don't know why that has happened within your family, and I'm really sorry that you have had to live through that. And sometimes in the, those situations, what we end up doing is kind of piecemealing our own family together. Um, you look to a friend's mom or a friend's dad, um, your small group leader or a coach, you look to other adults for parental guidance and care. Um, and I really just want to acknowledge there are very real, very hard things some of you deal with when it comes to families. And the one thing I for sure want you all to hear tonight is that there are no perfect families. 
There are no perfect families amongst our leaders here. There are no perfect families in this room, no perfect families in our church, and definitely no perfect families in the Bible. As I said, I know some families look perfect. They look better um, on the outside. And you might think you'd rather be a part of that family, be a part of your friend's family rather than your own. Um, I know you might see a better house, more freedom, less rules, more fun. Um, But again, no perfect families. All families make mistakes. All families have brokenness. All families fall short. Um, There are no perfect families. And that idea of the perfect family starts becoming a problem when we expect our parents, um, expect our siblings to be perfect. Nobody's perfect, and it's really not fair of us to have perfect expectations for the people in our family, but we often do that. I want to look at families in the Bible real quick because some people think the Bible is full of perfect people and perfect families. It is definitely not. Um, Let's start with Adam and Eve, Um, first family we hear about. They actually experienced perfection. They had a taste of it. Um, They actually had a perfect start, and they failed miserably at family. They first broke the world with their disobedience to God. It was because of their two sons um, that the world had the first homicide, first murder. Their son, Cain, killed his brother Abel because of jealousy. So first family, pretty messed up. We have Abraham. We talked about him a little bit this fall before Christmas. Um, His wife, Sarah, couldn't get pregnant. So Sarah had this great idea for Abraham to sleep with her maidservant, And that created all kinds of problems in our world history. We have Joseph. We've talked about Joseph here at Big House. He was sold into slavery by his brothers because they were jealous of him. And then they lied about that to their dad for a lot of years. Not perfect. We have King David. King David, we've talked about him here at Big House. You've maybe heard about him in church before. He, um, as a grown man, had an affair. He got another man's wife pregnant. He had that woman's husband killed in battle. Um, Then the rest of his children, they had everything they could ever want. They grew up. There are a lot of really messed up things that happened within their family. Um, He had two sons. I believe they were half-brothers. They, um, because of a tragedy, completely stopped talking to each other. One killed the other. Then he ran away. Then he decided to try and overthrow his dad's government um, before he tragically died. And I'm not making this up, guys. Like, this is in the Bible. This is a messed up family. Um, My last one is Mary and Joseph, Jesus' earthly mother and father. This is kind of funny. They took him on a road trip when he was 12, and they lost him for three days. So, real great parenting. No perfect families in the Bible, for sure. Um, I'll add my own family to the mix. I think we have a picture of them. There they are. The McBurney family, we're at a family reunion this summer. In the front are my grandparents, um, my grandma and grandpa McBurney. They are in their 80s. They've been married like over 60 years. Um, They're pretty great. We've got my parents, Rich and Becky. Um, There's me, my younger sister, Caitlin, my older sister, Sheena, her husband, Ed, and they have two little boys, my nephews, who are just the cutest, sweetest little things. So we're all in matching shirts. So very special. Um, we get together as a family, and we can have such a great time. We love to tell funny stories and reminisce, and sometimes we get laughing till we cry. We like to play games together, put puzzles. Doesn't that just sound so perfect? Um, we can really look forward to seeing each other, and then sometimes we get together, and we say really hurtful things to each other. And we have sometimes had a meal together that is so filled with tension, it's ridiculous. Um, 
I remember a time a couple years ago, my mom and I were having a fight. We don't fight very often, but this is the one time I remember like legitimately like yelling at each other fight. We were probably crying too, because that's usually what we do. Um, and the only reason we stopped fighting is because um, we were having another family reunion. And so literally mid-fight, like 10 of my extended family members walk into the house, walk into the quick kitchen, and we just literally had to stop. And it was one of those, like, you're fighting, you're crying, and then you're like, hey, Grandma, how's it going? So, um, and then we avoided each other for like an hour after that. So, not our best moment as a family. <laughs> Um, through that all, I desperately love my family. I would do anything for them, but we are broken. We're a broken family. We desperately need Jesus to help heal us and to fix our brokenness. We are so far from perfect. So I know some families really seem better. They really seem more fun, but I promise you, no perfect families. We just have to get that idea out of our heads. Um, I have a scripture verse I want to read for us tonight. It's from Mark 10, verse 27. It says, Jesus looked at them and said, with man this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. And what I think that means for us tonight is apart from God, we cannot love our families very well. We can't function very well within our families, but with God, we can have compassion. We can have forgiveness. We can have endurance with our parents and with our families. I absolutely believe that. I want to talk about siblings a little bit. Um, Brothers and sisters just really know how to push our buttons, don't they? Um, my sisters know how to do that with me. Like, with one sentence, they can set me off. My sisters and I, we did our fair share of fighting growing up. We had our similarities, but we were also very different. And um, nothing set me off like when one of them would go into my closet and steal my clothes without asking. I could not stand that. Um, but when my older sister graduated and went off to college, and then when I graduated high school and went off to college, I found that I missed them. Um, I missed our relationship. And I realized I actually wanted their friendship, even as annoying as they could be at times. Um, I think there's something really special about how well a brother and a sister can know us. And when you think about it, you've journeyed a lot of life together. Um, you've had a lot of shared experiences, and I think there's something to be said for that. Um, I know siblings can be frustrating right now, and they actually still can be frustrating once you're adults. You can't control them, but you can actually choose to be a brother or a sister who encourages, who empowers, who forgives. Um, the scary thing you need to realize is you can do a lot of damage to a sibling if you're not careful with your words, with your actions. And we have so many moments every single day, so many opportunities to do better with our siblings. I don't think I need to tell you guys um, how to do that. We are going to all continue to make mistakes. We unfortunately do continue to hurt our siblings and hurt our families, but I really believe with God we can have compassion, forgiveness, and endurance with our siblings, with our brothers and sisters. Now I want to talk a little bit about parents. We love our parents. I think the toughest thing you guys experience with parents is just um, this tension. There can feel like there's this battle for freedom, for independence, for trust. Um, you guys, you're starting to make your own way in the world. You have your own story. You have your own experiences. You are growing up. You know your time at home is coming to an end, and you want independence, and that's actually a really good thing to want independence. Um, you don't want to be controlled by your parents and the tension comes in because they are still your parents and they do still have some say when it comes how to live your life. 
I have a short video we're going to watch together. Um, this is a video of a mom. Um, she's got teenagers. Her name's Jen Hatmaker. She's an author. She's a church leader. Um, she has some really good things to say, so we're going to watch this together. Had in the first place. Um, I want to talk to you for a second about how to talk to your parents and how to have conversations with your parents. James, the whole book of James is very instructive on healthy relationships and on healthy communication. This is what it says in chapter 1, verse 19 and 20. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. So this is where you get a chance to show your maturity, seriously, when it comes to how you talk to your parents. Um, quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Um, in our family, we kind of have a take five rule um, because it's very human to have a lot of emotions. It's human to get angry. That's, it's not as if that's unusual or outside of the bounds, but it does mess up a conversation, that's for sure. So when me and my kid start feeling at odds, when the levels start rising, when the tension starts rising, when the tone of voice starts rising, we're like, you know what, let's take five minutes. Let's just take five minutes. You go somewhere over there. I'm gonna come somewhere over here. We're gonna give it five minutes to cool down. Y'all, it's almost like a miracle what five minutes can do. Um, just to let your heart rate return to normal, to let your mind catch up with your mouth, um, to think through, how do I want this to go? What's my end game here? Do I just wanna have a fight? I mean, am I just looking for a big blow up? Or am I, do I have a means to an end here? Am I, am I after something? And do I want understanding? Um, do I want to really discuss something with my mom or with my dad? Um, do I, what am I going for here? Talk to us. Talk to us about what you want. Talk to us about the freedoms you think that you should have. In fact, I asked my daughter this morning, I said, Sydney, I'm going to be talking to teen girls in a video series. What should I tell teen girls? And she said, I just think that you need to figure out a way to give us all freedoms. So she has ideas too. We want to hear from you. Sit down with us in a calm way, with your voice controlled, with your anger under controlled, and earn it. Earn it. Okay, you can earn it by telling us the truth. Okay, you can earn it by following our rules and then having discussions with us in a healthy manner about how you think those rules should change. Understand, we're trying to figure this out too. We're trying to figure out how much of the line to let out with you as you get older and older and older. And I'm telling you, you can earn that. You can earn that with your choices. You can earn that with your respect. Um, because honestly, our goal is to send you off at 18. And at that point, the line is out. Um, and so we are also trying to figure this out. Help us, okay? And we would love to be let in. I, I don't know how else to tell you this, but let us in to your life. Let us into your inner thought life. Um, let us into what's working out in your heart, in your mind. Let us into your struggles. You cannot know how much we love you and how much we care about you. And we want to be a part of that for you. We really, really do. You guys, just last night, I sat on my porch with my teenagers and my husband until late in the night. And one of my kids, one of my teens told me something that he had buried for the last couple of years, something I wanted to know. I would have wanted to know it. I would have wanted to help him through it. I would have, I wanted to come alongside of him. And I said, baby, I, I can't believe, why didn't you tell us this? Like, why, why didn't you tell us? And he said, I just did not know how you would react. 
And I want you to hear me say as a mom who's pretty ordinary and like most of your moms too, don't keep us out because you're afraid how we're gonna react. Don't hold back on a conversation because you don't want the confrontation or you're not sure what we're gonna say. Let us in. Nobody on planet earth is more for you than we are, okay? We are here for you. And when we have authority over you, it's not to rule you, it's not to dominate you, it's not to destroy your life. It's because we love you and because we're so for you. And I'm telling you, the more you let your parents in, okay, the more sturdy and stable and strong that relationship gets. Let that relationship have a chance to grow, to grow really, really deep roots. Um, in this important season of your life where we just want to help lead you all the way to young adulthood. So I really hope you guys didn't tune that out there. I honestly would play that like 10 times for you if I could. Um, again, I know some of you are in really tough situations, um, maybe tough situations with your parents, but I really hope, hope you could hear what she said. I love how she started out real practical, um, gave good advice about having calm conversations with your parents, that's important. And then something kind of changed, something shifted, and she just started pouring her heart out to you guys as a mom. And I'm gonna repeat what she said because I think it's really important and something we need to hear. Um, and that's that your parents are for you. They want the best for you. Um, they want the best for your future and they do desperately want to be let into your world. Um, we have parents in this room. We have parents who have raised teenagers, and I'm pretty sure they would agree with this mom and what she said. Um, you are not going to regret letting your parents into your world, um, into your thoughts, into your struggles. Um, you will not regret being honest with your parents. And I hope you guys want a stable, um, solid relationship with your parents. I know your life will be better with that in it. And sometimes we do. We start thinking our parents are the enemies, and they, they aren't. They really aren't. That is actually a lie from Satan because he would love for nothing more for than you to just build this wall and really shut your parents out in the next couple years. He would love if the rest of the time, your time under your parents' roof um, is filled with fighting, arguments, tension, anger, and misunderstanding because you just kept that wall up and you didn't let your parents in. Your parents are not the enemy. They really are for you guys. They do love you more than anybody else. Um, they actually just want to know you as you're growing up and figuring things out for yourself. They want to take delight in you as you grow up, as you make your own way. Your parents don't want to control you and ruin your life. They actually are constantly thinking about the big picture, and they're thinking about your future. Your parents are not perfect. Sometimes that's a hard part of growing up. We realize our parents aren't perfect. Um, we witness them make mistakes. We uh, learn how they have failed. But the thing is, they also have a story, and usually they just want to share some of that story with you. I really think if you talk to your parents, the majority of the time, they're doing what they're doing because they themselves have crashed and burned in a really big way. They've had some big failures, and all they want is just to save you guys from having to experience the same thing. Um, I really think a lot of us in this room need to think about this tonight and probably need to take a leap of faith and start letting our parents into our world a little bit more. Um, guys, I learned a lot from watching that video several times. I'm 30 years old. I need to be reminded to let my parents into my world still, that they're my biggest advocates, that they want the best for me. Um, we let our friends in. We learn to let our small group leaders in, but we don't always think to 
think to let our parents in. We don't always think to let our siblings in. And I hope after tonight you take steps to do that, that you take steps to let your parents in. Um, to the good and to the bad, like she said, don't let that fear of their reaction kind of stop you from having that conversation. You guys can work through it. I believe that. Um, I'm going to invite the band up. Um, we're going to continue with our night. I have two more verses. Um, I want to read Mark 10, 27 again. Jesus looked at them, looked at his disciples, and said, With man this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. Um, I also have Philippians 4, 13. Uh, this might be a real familiar verse, um, but I think it fits with tonight. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. We can have better relationships with our families, with our siblings. Um, we can be bold, have tough conversations with our parents, um, with Christ who gives us strength. Apart from God, we cannot love our families very well. We just don't function very well within our families without God. But with God, um, hear me on this, with God, we can have compassion. We can have forgiveness. We can have endurance with our parents and with our families. If you guys would pray with me now. Um, join me in prayer. God, I know those family relationships can just be so tough. And these teen years can be hard with our parents. And there can be lots of tension and there can be lots of fighting and misunderstanding. Um, I know you're bigger than all of that, though, God. And I know your goal is for us to have peace within our families um, and to show great love to our families. So I ask that we would be empowered to do that. Um, as soon as we get home tonight, God, we're going to probably have an opportunity to show love, um, compassion, forgiveness with our families. Um, we're going to keep making mistakes, God. We're going to keep messing it up. Um, but I ask that we can learn to be intentional with our families, um, be our best within our families. I want to pray for students and leaders who have really tough stuff they have to deal with with families, God. Um, we can't understand why that is happening. Um, we just have to trust that you have something better in store for their future, um, that you're going to help them get through it, that you will put other adults in their life um, that will love them and care for them like a parent should, um, and that someday it will be different and be better, God. Um, I just pray for the people in this room that have really tough family situations, God, that have dealt with loss, that have dealt with illness, big, scary things, God. Um, Give them comfort, give them strength. Uh, just put lots of people in their life um, to love them and help raise them to know you. Um, thank you that we can just come together Wednesday after Wednesday and learn about you, God. Um, you're a big God. You love us. You want the best for us. Um, you offer us grace and compassion and forgiveness. And I just ask that you would help us do the same, God. Um, in Jesus' name, we say amen. Let's stand and sing together.